Welcome to Directions in Rashi, a podcast that will help you understand individual comments from Rashi throughout the Chumash, and that will also introduce you to some of the general principles which I feel uh, directed Rashi in his creation of his commentary, and that will help us to understand his commentary better all around. Welcome. One of the principles of Rashi's commentary on the Torah, which I have mentioned many times, is that Rashi very rarely discusses the reasons for a mitzvah. We know there are svarim, great svarim, such as the Sefer HaChinuch and the Rambam's Meirin Nebuchim, which give reasons for all or most of the mitzvahs. We know that Ramban, in his commentary on the Torah, very often uh, attempts to give a reason for different mitzvahs. Rashi does this very rarely. And the reason would appear to be rather simple because Rashi's self-imposed task in his commentary is to explain the Pshutai Shul Mikra, the simple meaning of scripture. And since in most places, the Torah does not tell us the reason for the mitzvahs, so therefore Rashi didn't have to tell us the reason. If there are, there are some places where the Torah does give a reason or hint at a reason, then Rashi will clarify that, Rashi will explain it. But in the majority of cases where the Torah says nothing about the reason for the mitzvah, so Rashi felt that in order to explain the simple meaning of the Pasuk, it is certainly not necessary to add the reason for the mitzvah. We find here in Parshish Vayikra a rather glaring exception to Rashi's principle. Here we are reading a Pesach about the Oila Sa'i, about a Korban Oila, a Korban which is going to be completely burned up, and it is a Korban that comes from a bird, either from the bird called Tor or from the bird called Menyona. And one of the things, part of the process is as follows. The Koyen will remove the Mura, together with its Notza. Now, the translation of these two phrases is, is, is exactly the crux of what we're going to discuss, so I'm not going to translate them yet. But he will remove its Mura, together with its Notza. The Hishlich Osa, Eitzel HaMizbeach, and then the Kayan will take, take it, presumably meaning the Mura, together with the Notza, and he will throw it down next to the Mizbeach, Kedma, to the east side, Omakayim Hadashen, to the place of the Deshen. There was a place uh, on the east side of the Mizbeach, just next to the Mizbeach, to the east, where they would put um, excess ashes from the Mizbeach. So this is where they would also throw these two parts of the bird corp. Let's see Rashi. Behisir esmurasai, he will remove its mura, makaim harei. This means the place of excrement, the place of digested food, zehazafik. This refers to the zafik. A bird has, a, I think, believe it's called in English a crop. There's like a protrusion on the neck where the food begins to be digested. So the Pasuk is saying, remove the mura, binaitsa saw with its noitza. Now, 
we're going to discuss this more, but let's take a note here of the of the grammar. Murasai is its mura, and the it is masculine, referring to the bird. The bird is a is a masculine bird. Muraso, its mura, the bird's mura. Binaitsa saw. Now we would translate in its notsa, but it means the notsa that belongs to it. Feminine, meaning the word notsa, notsa saw, is referring back to the mura. So you take the mura together with its notsa, with the notsa that belongs to it. Let's see what Rashi says here. The notsa saw, im bene me echa, okay, im bene me echa. Really, there should be a comma here, I believe, in my humble opinion. You take the mura, which is the zafik, the crop, together with the notsa. The word notza means the intestines. So you take this crop, this bump on the neck, which is part of the digestive system, together with its together with its intestines. Now, let's put a period here. Now Rashi is going to explain this word notza further. The notza The word notza is an expression that refers to something that is that is disgusting. And that's why here, uh, the, uh, the, the, the name may I am, the intestines are referred to as noitsa. Obviously, the intestines of a bird or of a nice human being is, either way, the intestines are rather disgusting. They have digested food in them, a whole mush of food and chemicals and uh, enough said. Now, Rashi says, again, Noitza is a lashain davar mo'us. It is an expression of something that is disgusting. Kamo, as like we find a pasuk in Echa, ki gam They were disgusting and they moved. We'll talk more about that pasuk in Echa later, but he supports his opinion that the word noitza refers to something disgusting, that is the intestines, based on this Pasuk in Eich. The Zeu Shetirgam Unkelis, and this is what Unkelis translates into Aramaic, Be'uchle. In the Aramaic translation, it says he will take the Mura together with Uchle, its food. So Rashi saying that, that you see that the Neutza means the food, meaning the food that's that's uh, that's sitting in a digested state or semi-digested state in the intestines. You take that together with the with the mura, and that that's another uh, support to his opinion. And this is the midrash of Abi Yosef ben Yechanan, which is found in the Gemara. Sha'amar noitel hakurkavan imo. He says that together with the mura, which is the crop, the kayan would also take the korkavan with it. And Rashi is understanding that korkavan means the, it's another, it's another way of saying the b'nei me'ayim, it is the intestines. So Rashi has brought three supports that the word noitza is referring to the b'nei me'ayim. Number one, the pasuk in Eicha, which we, as Hashem will come back to. Number two is Unkelis, who seems to translate the word Neutza as Uchle, its food. And number three 
is this drasha of Abi Yosef ben Yochanan, who says that in addition to removing the, the crop, the zafek, the kayan would also remove the korkavan, which is the intestines. Rashi continues. Rabbi Seinu Amru, our rabbi said in the Gemara Mesech Zvachim, Koyder Savib HaZafek Besakin. The Kayan would cut around the Zafek with a knife, Ke'en Aruba, like a sort of a window, V'noitzloi Im HaNoitza Sha'al Ha'or. And then he would take the Noitza, which is upon the skin. Now, the, the, the rabbis in the, in the Gemara seem to be saying that the word Noitza means feather. And the truth is, that is probably the much more common meaning of this word, that noitza means the feathers of a bird. Because again, what does the Gemara say? The Gemara says you, you make an incision and you take out the, the mura, you take out the, uh, the crop together with the feathers that are on the skin. Obviously the intestines are not on the skin. So the Gemara must mean that the word noitza is feathers. And now Rashi makes a comment. Now Rashi breaks his rule and he talks about the reasons for the mitzvahs. The oilas behema, regarding the korban oila of a behema, of an animal such as a cow or a goat, which the Torah already spoke about, she'ena eicheles ela al evus be'aleho, such an animal which only eats the food that is in the trough that its master supplies for it, Nemar, regarding that oilas behema, it says, it says that the, the innards of the animal and the legs of the animal, the koyan will wash, the hiktir, and then he will burn them on the mizbech. In other words, when it comes to an oilas behema, the entire behema, certainly including the entire digestive system, goes onto the mizbech. They just have to be washed first because they're, they're not clean. However, says Rashi, however, by a bird, which is sustained by stealing, birds fly around and they take food that doesn't belong to them. Even a bird that is owned by a person, but you, you let it fly around and what does it eat? It eats whatever it can find. So the bird who is sustained from gezel, Nemar, regarding the bird, it says, the Torah says, throw away the, uh, the intestines that have eaten from Gezel. This is a, a very interesting and, and important and, and instructive Tam HaMitzvah, the reason for the mitzvahs. Why is it that by the Corbin of a, of a, of a behema, the digestive system can even go onto the Mizbeach, but by a bird, the, uh, the digestive system is thrown onto the ground. It does not go onto the Mizbeach. Rashi is explaining a very logical and, and, and good reason because the behema eats what its master gives him and he eats food that belongs to the master, but the bird eats all kinds of food, including things that it has stolen from, from others' property. Very beautiful, but very unusual for Rashi to explain the reasons for mitzvahs. Why does Rashi break, break his own rule? One of the 
one of the types of situations in which Rashi will discuss Tame HaMitzvahs is that Rashi will sometimes bring in the reasons for mitzvahs that he finds in Gemara, Midrash, etc., or even that he thinks of himself in his profound thinking. Rashi will bring the, the, the Tam HaMitzvah into the discussion in order to support something that he has already said. And I think that's what's going on here. Uh, first of all, Rashi himself um, admits that his translation of Neitzah is not universally accepted. Rashi begins by saying that Mura means the Zafik, the crop, and Neitza means the intestines. And he brings, as we said, three supports, but he also quotes a Gemara, which indicates that the word Neitza means feathers. Ranban, if we'll take a look at Ranban, we will see at length that the Ranban insists that the word Neitza has no other meaning other than feathers. That's all it ever means anywhere in the Torah and Tanakh. We'll just read a few words of the beginning of the Ranban. The Einoi Nochen, he's referring here to Rashi's commentary here, and he says it's not correct. The word Neitza is not in any place, it does not have the meaning in any place except Neitza Mamish, meaning the feathers. And he talks about the Pasuk in Eicha. Again, in Yitz Hashem, we will come back to that. But he says, Lashen Neitza. The word noitza, we do not find that it could possibly mean like what Rashi says. It has to mean feathers. Now, one of the proofs that Rashi brought to his opinion that it means the Bnei Me'ayim is from um, Abba Yosef uh, Ben Yechonah, who says that together with the Mura, the, the Kayan also removes the Korkavan. He also removes the intestines. The Ramban says that's not a proof. Let's read a little bit over here. The, the Midrash, the explanation of Abayasi, that he requires that you remove the Bnei Me'ayim together with the crop. It's not because see in a moment in the Ramban. It's not because the word noitza means b'nei me'ayim, meaning means intestines. The Ramban says, no, it's mipneisha zafek v'havesht imakorkavonim. It's because the crop, together with the esophagus, and together with the b'nei me'ayim, together with the intestines, clay hamachal. Those are the tools of the food. That is the digestive system. Hakol v'chlal it is all included in the word murasai. Ramban says the word murasai does not refer to specifically and only the crop. It refers to the whole digestive tract, starting from the esophagus, down through the, the, the crop, and all the way down into the intestines. Hibakurkavan yase aroyi. Because in the korkavan, it, it makes the excrement. That's where the the, the food, the useful food, is separated from what will become the excrement, etc. So Ranban 
uh, disagrees quite vigorous, vigorously with Rashi. Ramban maintains that the word Neitzah, which is in this Pasek, which is in our Pasek, only has one meaning. It means feathers. And we saw that Rashi, even in his own commentary, was aware of this. He was aware of that possibility. He brought a bunch of proofs against it, but he knows that at least in, at least in one Gemara, the Gemara interpreted the word Neitzah to mean feathers. Now, it could be that everything Rashi says following these words, im everything that Rashi says after he has declared that the word noitzah means the intestines rather than feathers, everything he says is really connected to that. It's really all coming to support that. And this is a, a principle which I, I don't know if I've pointed it out so explicitly, but it's a principle that I become more and more convinced of as time goes on and as I continue to learn Rashi, that many times Rashi will begin a comment with a very short statement, a word, two words here, it's three words, a declaration of what the pshat is. And then he will go on for what is quite a while with a, quite a number of words for him, for such a, a, uh, such a man of so few words. He will go on with a somewhat lengthy explanation, which may bring in different midrashim and different halachas and different tameha mitzvahs and many different factors. It's really all coming to support that first declaration of the pshat that Rashi made. And I think that's what's going on here. Rashi makes this controversial uh, declaration that the word noitza does not have its more usual meaning of feathers. It means the intestines. And now he begins to support his opinion. The first thing he does is he shows how this word notza or this shoyrish nun sadi or nun sadi hey is, is used in, in Megillus Eicha to refer to something disgusting. And he also quotes the Midrash of Abba Yosef ben Yochanan who seems to indicate that the word noitza refers to the korkovan, meaning the intestines. And he quotes what he found in, I believe it's in the Medrash, the difference between an oilus behema and an oilus oif, that the oilus behema, the intestines and the whole digestive system is placed on the mezbeach because the animal does not eat stolen food, but by the bird, the entire digestive system does not go on the Mizbeach. But take a look at the exact words that Rashi says here. The Koyen will throw away the intestines. When Chazal gave this Tam HaMitzvah, they specifically mentioned that the Koyen throws away the Bnei Me'ayim. Now, from where did Chazal get? Where did they get this idea that the Koyan throws away the Bnei Me'ayim? Rashi says they must have gotten it because they understood that the word Neitzasa means the Bnei Me'ayim. It refers to the intestines. Okay, we know that the Ranban has an alternative to that explanation. Ranban says the word Mura refers to the entire digestive system, the, the esophagus, the crop, and the Bnei Me'ayim. But Rashi 
declared already that the word murasai, the, um, the, the mura refers to one specific item. It's the zafik, it's the crop. So if, if Chazal tell us that the b'nei me'ayim, the me'ayim of the bird may not go on the mezbah because X, Y, and Z, because of whatever good reason they gave, but we see that they must have understood that the word b'neitzasa is referring to the b'nei me'ayim. So this is why Rashi breaks his rule here. The Gorariya explains that besides all of the proofs, all of the supports that Rashi gives here, he really had a, he had a support within the Pasuk itself, which I started to mention before. And it's in the grammar. We noted that murasai means the mura of it, masculine. The mura that belongs to, we'll say, that belongs to him. But the word benaitsa with its its notza is it feminine. Now the bird is referred to as masculine. That you see from the word murasai. The koyen will remove its mura, its uh, zafik, according to Rashi. The bird is, is masculine. What does it mean, benaitsa saw, with its feminine noitsa? It means the noitsa that belongs to the mura. Now, Rashi said like this, according to Goraide. If the word noitsa means feathers, what sense does it mean? What sense does it make to say the Kayan shall remove the mura, which is the zafek, together with its feathers? The zafek doesn't have any feathers. It's an internal organ. It's true there are some feathers that are closer to the mura than others, but they don't really work in tandem, only to the extent that the entire body works together. But you wouldn't, it doesn't really, doesn't really make sense to talk about the crop and its feathers. So it must mean, therefore, says Rashi, as the Gurari explains it, it means the crop with its that those two work together hand in hand. Yes, the crop works together with the benemiyim. The crop begins the digestive process, and the benemiyim finishes it off. So it makes sense to talk about the crop together with its noitsa, meaning with its intestines. That's how uh, one of the ways that Rashi knew that benoitsa saw means with the benemiyim. And then, as we said, he proves it in several different ways. One of the ways is with this Pusik in Megillus Echa, and I'd like to discuss the Pusik for itself and see how Rashi and Ramban explained it. And perhaps one other commentator. Of course, Megillus Echa is talking about the Chorban Beis Amikdash and about the, the problems that uh, preceded it and, and followed it. And here is a very, uh, very sad pasuk. No Ivrim Bachutzais. The blind people were moving through the streets, through the outer courtyards. Negoyalu Vadam. And they became, uh, they became uh, disgusting with blood. The blind people were not able to see where the blood of other uh, victims of the violence were, were lying, where, the, where that blood was. And so the blind people were simply 
walking through the blood and becoming soiled by the blood. And this caused a situation where others could not touch the clothing of the, of the blind people because the blind people were becoming tummy mates. They were touching the blood of a dead body. And therefore, other people who could see what was going on, they had to refrain from touching the blind. And the next bus, it continues. Suru tame koru lama. They, other people called out to the blind, suru tame, move away, you tame people. Don't, don't stand next to us, don't touch us. Suru, suru, alti go. Turn away, turn away, do not touch. Ki notsu gamno. Now, here we have this word, notsu. We'll go back in a moment and see how Rashi and Ravan explain it. Ki notsu gamno. Because blank and blank. And amru vagoyim, they said amongst the nations, lo yosifu lagur. They will not be able to dwell. Now, Rashi in Parshish Vayikra that we read before says as follows. And really, this serves as a comment on the Megillus Echa also. Rashi says that Natsu is Lashain Dover Maus. It is an expression of something that is disgusting. So the Pasuk says, Chi Natsu means because these blind people had become disgusting by wallowing and by touching the blood of dead people, which obviously they could not see and they were not able to avoid. Kamo, well, Rashi's really commenting on the Pasuk in Vayikra, that the word Noitsa saw is an expression of something disgusting. Kamo, like, Ki Natsu Gamno, like the Pasuk in Echa, which says, Ki Natsu Gamno. This last part we can take out. Okay, that is the, the gist of the Rashi comment in Parshas Vayikra that is relevant to this Pasuk in Echa. Natsu means they have become disgusting. No, Rashi says in his commentary on Echa means that nishmatu badam, they were like sliding, sliding in the blood. They had become disgusting and they were sliding around in the blood. Now it is, I think, clear from the Rashi, both in Echa and in, in Vayikra, that this phrase, hinatsu gamno, is referring to the back to the beginning of the Pasuk. It's a continuation of the beginning of the Pasuk. The beginning of the Pasuk describes how the sighted people were, were what they were saying to the blind people. They were saying, suru tame, suru suru altigo, turn away, you tame person, please turn away and don't touch us, because chinatsu gamno, because the blind people had become disgusting and they were slipping and sliding around in the blood. What does the end of the Pasuk mean and how does the end of the Pasuk connect? The rest of the Pasuk says, Amru Vagoyim lo Yosifu Lagur. They said amongst the nations, they are not able, they will, they will not be able to continue to dwell. How that connects to the beginning of the Pasuk, as Rashi has explained it, I'm not sure. Perhaps we can say that Amru Vagoyim is really like is like Amru Hagoyim. The Goyim said, the nation said, they said amongst themselves that the Jews will no longer be able to dwell in Eretz Yisrael because of all the tumor. They saw how, with all the slaughter going on, 
the divine people are walking around, they're, they're, they're all tummy mates. And those who are trying to keep themselves Torah, they, they, they have to constantly tell other people to go away, turn away, don't touch me. And so the Goyim said, uh, you see, there's no hope. There's no way they can continue to live here. Perhaps. Let's see how the Ramban responds. Rashi, of course, used this comment to show that the word Natsu, the Shorish Nun Sadihe, doesn't have to mean a feather. It can mean something disgusting. What does Ranban answer to that? So here the Ranban, we have the Ranban from Parshas Vayikra. Yoima, the Pasuk in Eicha is saying, Ki helu noitza lo'ifeif mimakoimam el ha'goyva. The, 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 the Jews of Eretz Yisrael at the time of the Chorban, they brought out feathers. They sprouted feathers. Of course, this is metaphorical. But they sprouted feathers to fly from their place to the Goyla. Hinotsu. They, they flew away like birds from Eretz Yisrael. The Gam Sham. And they will also be in motion over there when they arrive in Chutz Oritz, meaning they will not find rest in Golis. So the Pasuk is saying they flew away from Eretz Yisrael, of course, against their will, but they just, as if they sprouted wings and flew away, and even where they landed, they did not have rest. Now, the, um, Ranban quotes a Targum on Echa. The Targum on uh, Nevi'im Uksuvim is not from Unculus. It is, um, it is from the Yonis and ben He refers to it as Hamatargum HaYerushalmi. The Metargam HaYerushalmi Omar Bo says about this Pasek, Now, Ital Tolu means they were moving around, like the word no. But what does it mean, Iskoitotu? Lehiskotate means to quarrel. So Ranban says, He says the Targum is understanding the word Natsu, like the word we have in the Torah, when men will quarrel and fight. Yoima, and according to the Targum, the Pasuk is saying, the Jewish nation is quarreling amongst all the nations, meaning we ever, wherever we go in Golis, there's always a quarrel with the other nations, not necessarily our fault, but this is the unfortunate situation that, uh, that we in Golis are, uh, are faced with that there was a constant quarrel with the nations, the knighted in mayhem, and they have to go in wandering from them, and they will not be able to dwell amongst them. In, in, in one little sentence here, based on four little words here in, in Megillus Eicha, Ranban has summarized the roughly 2,000 years of Jewish history, that Chinatsu, either means they flew away into Golis, or it means once they were in Golis, they were in a constant, uh, suffering from a constant state of animosity and quarrel from the nations, and no, they were not able to st sit in one place. They constantly had to move from town to town, from country to country. Of course, according to Ranban, This, starting from the words Chinatsu Gamno, is much more connected to the end of the Pesach. Chinatsu Gamno, because they flew away 
and they were not at rest, and the Goyim said, the nation said, they will not be able to dwell amongst us. How does this connect to the first half of the Pasek? Here I'm not exactly sure. The beginning of the Pasek begins with the Tomei people, the, the, the people who are still Torah warning the Tomei people to please stay away and not to uh, infect them with their Tuma. Okay, that's something that was going on in Eretz Yisrael at the time of the Chorban or preceding and just following the time of the Chorban. And now we go to, to the next step that they flew away from Eretz Yisrael and they were not able to rest in the different places where they landed. There is one other, and there are many other, but one other comment on this Pasuk in Eicha that I would like to mention. There is a commentary known as Marie Kro, Marina Harav Yosef Kro. Uh, not a whole lot is known about this commentator, but he lived at the time of Rashi and apparently knew Rashi, uh, perhaps as a Talmud, perhaps as a, as a colleague, or maybe both. But he says, Natsu is Kamotnu Sayats Lemoyev, he Natsu Tetse, Shepisroinoi, already says it's similar to the way it's used in the Pasuk in Yermia. The explanation is, the explanation in Yermia is to give a wing to the nation of Mayav, because its honor will fly. Now he says, here also, what does it mean that the Klal Yisrael was Natsu? It means they flew. But he doesn't say like Ramban, that they flew away from Eretz Yisrael because Eretz Yisrael became a place where they could not live, but rather they turned away from the ways of Hashem. So kinotsu means they flew away from Yiddishkeit. This is what caused the Chorban. There was a flying away from the proper ways of Hashem. Gam no, what does it mean no? Gam heiniu vehetiku atzmom mimisvaisot. They also moved and removed themselves from Hashem's mitzvahs. It sounds like there are two ways that their shmiras and mitzvahs uh, deteriorated. One was perhaps more mimeva, more automatic, more without reason. That is, kinatsu. They simply flew away from the ways of mitzvahs. They simply just stopped. The other way is more intentional. They moved and removed themselves from the mitzvahs. If we look over the last 200 years, roughly, of Jewish history, we see both kinds of a moving away from the Torah. We see many people who simply, it just, I don't know, it just somehow stopped. Uh, they, they, these people were people who were not big thinkers to start with, like most people are not big thinkers. And somehow they just, a matter of conditions, I don't know, a matter of difficulty. Uh, there are many people who just, their Yiddishkeit deteriorated to the point where it just flew away from them. And there are others who were more deliberate. There were those, the, the Maskilim and so on, who 
took themselves deliberately away from Yiddishkeit because of certain errors in thought that they had. That's Natsu Gamno. And Amru Vagoyim, they said amongst the nations, when they went into exile amongst the nations, the nations would say about the Jews, these people will not be able to go back and live in their land. This, of course, we also see in, in, uh, in contemporary times that uh, there are many amongst the nations who don't want the Jews to go back and live in their land. There are there's some anti-Semites, they, they complain about things going on in Israel and they say uh, people in Eretz Israel are uh, they're, they're mistreating the Arabs. Why don't the Jews go back to Poland where they came from? We had such a wonderful history in Poland, yes. But this is something that the nations say. They can't go back to live in their land. That perhaps it connects with what it says before. In other words, the nations sense that when we are not doing the mitzvahs, then what right do we have to Eretz Yisrael? It's only if we keep the mitzvahs, then the nations will understand. Okay, they're a holy people. They need to be in the holy land. Anyway, this is a, uh, I hope, a reasonable explanation of why Rashi in Parshas Vayikra uh, breaks his rule. He breaks down and gives us a very interesting reason for two mitzvahs and some interesting explanations of the Pasuk in Eich.